0: Gonna be a terrible picture but I oh will here while you're being real we'll go here we're all crowing a beard a man's face should never be bare we just want some facial hair we're anticipating yeah everyone's waiting for beard. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards and Aaron's hand in the camera. It's fine. It's, uh, here on Behind the Beards, we're going to pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and try to reveal the things you need to know that goes on the hearts and minds of your ministers and ministry leaders. Um, this season, we're taking a little bit of a shift and trying to find some things that are a little more applicable to our people, to our own lives as Christians. Uh, but all in all, we try to keep the same mission to glorify God in the church. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana My brother Aaron Partlow is a youth minister in Longview, Texas it was... <laughs> It's
1: fine, it's fine <laughs> Stop making Stop referencing it
0: <laughs> Oh, man, Aaron You guys just had a big uh, big youth weekend We did Big Netsis awesome. days out there Good, man.
1: yes it went so well too
0: It's good man it's always good like so much of like the stress and the planning of putting things together and trying to make sure everybody's taken care of um it's good to be able to look back and go damn really good
1: yeah it was good hey i'm trying to pull this up real quick uh for all of our live viewers oh and i did it i am so good um, so check this out. This was pretty cool. We had, um, so many kids there. We had like more than, we had a bunch of people drop out of course, but, um, like it ended up like working out perfectly. Uh, we had all of these kids here,
0: but this I mean, was our, uh,
1: we had a good crowd there and it was a lot of fun. Is that um,
0: 120, 130 or so?
1: We had 125 registered and I think we had about a, actually, we had people drop out, but I think we had like 125, 130 actually show up. Um, and of course I count everybody, like I'm counting the, all my helpers and volunteers and stuff like that. And that uh, it just was it was really good.
0: That's awesome. Well, Dylan had his first bowling tournament this weekend. Oklahoma yeah, Michigan. in Dallas. Yeah. he uh, Finally got introduced into the competitive world of college bowling Hmm. that's pretty cool You bowled pretty well um the team did well
1: is it different Uh, than how it was like in high school like as far as like how they um played the games and things like that because i went to that one with y'all and it was really interesting like how you actually score it like it's not like how you would think like you would score it so it was. Right,
0: so um, in college they did – so this tournament they had um, two events. One event was Saturday and one event was Sunday. Um, And on Saturday they did – everybody bowled uh, five individual games. Mm -hmm. And then they bowled 12 bakers. And bakers are where your whole team lines up and you take turns. Interesting. Interesting. I bowl the first ball. The next guy has to come in and pick up the spare. I come to oh, the next that's cool! It. So it's legitimately a a real team game. So, so if bowl. you
1: if you make a if you have a strike, do they just pick up the next set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you just
0: bowl the game. You just have to bowl the entire game that way. That's right. And, and they, they did twelve of those. And so it really is much more of a of a team game with the bakers, whereas. That sounds like something that would be
1: really fun at a lock-in is to separate into some teams and and to bowl some competitions like that. That's a great idea, Josh. Thank you for that. I will appreciate it. Oh, no, you're welcome. Because, like, I love – I know I'm cutting you off. I'm such a jerk. But, like, I love (laughs) lock-ins and I love, like, going to the bowling alley and bowling and it's always fun. But, like, at some point, like, I'm tired of just, like, me being really bad at bowling. So it would be cool to be like, hey, let's do 5v5 and we'll just bowl it this way.
0: Yeah, and then so then you got to pick up, you got to pick your teammate, Uh you know, and you never know what it is that you're going to have to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes some adjusting. Um, And then Sunday they bowled um, seven full team games. So there's five Mm -hmm. guys on a lane, five versus Mm -hmm. five, five guys bowling five games. Um, And they would rotate in and out between. This is a a lot of bowling in two days. Mm. That is a lot of bowling. um, It's 24, 24 games wow in two days but uh the ocjv teams went one and two both days and their varsity uh i think ended up second in the tournament so wow good for them some big names there
1: i spent um about two hours outside yesterday putting on my frisbee golf basket oh yeah i'm trying to adapt into more of a spin putt um, because it feels like it's a more accurate kind of a putt. They're both good putts, um, a push putt and a spin putt, but, uh, I was watching a lot of videos and I was just trying to get back to like the basics cause you end up adding all these extra movements and all these other things and it really messes you up. So I was, um, I was trying to get back to the basics, which then leads us to the perfect transition right. of what we were talking about today. Josh and I were talking yesterday about what should we talk in the podcast today? Um, so if you guys don't feed us ideas, then they just come from these, um, my brains. Um, and so we, I was talking about this idea of like, almost like this fundamental idea, this need of going back to Bible basics, like learning about some of these, uh, early things that we like, we try to teach our children. We try to teach, um, uh, our teenagers, uh, we try to instill, these things but then like as adults like we still wander away from them uh so we're going to talk about that today what that kind of uh entails and uh you know i watched some uh, interesting videos and little clips uh that i was like oh that really got my brain thinking about it i'm always trying to watch um there's this tiktok series that's that's dads that try and i really (laughs) enjoy it because it's about like dad's who are trying to be good dads, like trying to be good fathers. And and what is it that you need to do? And and some of it is, is Christian content, like how, how to be a good Christian father as well. Um, and so it's been, um, it's been really helpful and good. and It's been making me think more uh, about this kind of stuff. So Josh, when I, when we talk about going back to basics, what are just some of the things that kind of like pop into your brain and I apologize for my voice today. It kinda like <clears throat> Sunday I led singing two services. Um I led a lot of songs that were a little bit higher than my repertoire or, or than my voice my vocal ranges. Um so I was like really going hard and then uh we we had Netsus days and I led singing at that as well. Uh so my voice is still recovering. Uh so we'll I'm gonna let Josh do a lot of talking today, hopefully.
0: Hopefully, right? Hopefully. Um, you know, when you talk about, of course, my brain is always going to go to sports. And I think of one of the one of the best and most successful basketball coaches ever, John Wooden, coached at UCLA. And he would go through and he would get some of the highest recruits um, across the nation. Everybody just wanted to go to UCLA and play for John Wooden. And he would get them all there. And you have all these guys. They're the the best of the best in the nation. And they come to play for him and he would spend like the first two weeks, they wouldn't even pick up a basketball. He would teach them how to put on their socks and how to tie their shoes. And they would come in and they, some of them would be like really annoyed. And he said, look, you're used to playing a game a week, but I'm going to need you for four months of the year. And if you have hmm. blisters on your feet, you're no good to me. Yeah. So I'm going to teach you how to tie your shoes and when I teach you how to tie your shoes the way I need you to tie your shoes so that you can be the most effective on this team. Um, and so sometimes I think we take for granted, um, even as older Christians, mm-hmm. that how much we need to uh, really understand the fundamental things of, of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we recognize, even if we don't do a great job of it, we recognize that it's important early on. Mm -hmm. Um, but i think there's so many of those things that we take for granted and if i'm really honest with myself um we often have a hard time telling people why we believe what we believe we know what we believe like we know those core tenets those core beliefs those core doctrines but how well do we understand them can we explain can we understand from scripture why it is that we believe those things do we understand how that affects you know the balance of our life and belief in theology um and so i think you know going back to the basics is an important aspect of 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 every step along the way um going back and and just taking a look at those things because everything else builds on those foundational things yeah one hundred percent.
1: I was just trying to see if I could find that one video I was talking about um It builds off of those foundational skills. I also feel like there is um man there is an aspect of of laziness. I was watching this I was watching this one video and it was it was his father and he was talking to his adult children, and they were talking about like why they were faithful. Um, why were they, why, what was the most impactful thing that he could do for them to pass on his faith to them? And he said, um, he said, you know, at at first it was, Hey, I'm going to read the Bible with them, I'm going to pray with them. Uh, I'm going to do all these things with them. Right. And initially, initially we are like, yeah, that's really good. Like to do that with your children. Nowhere am I saying that that's not good to do with your children. Um, and that's what he said. He said, but What I felt like was the best, what ended up being the most impactful was that I had an active prayer life and my kids saw me praying. Mm -hmm. I read my Bible actively and my kids saw me read my Bible. You know, my kids heard me say, Hey, I'm going to go take some quiet time with God for about 15 minutes and I'll be right back inside. Uh, He said, my kids saw me do this My kids saw me live This lifestyle This pattern And his son then spoke up and he said You know what, it's interesting that you said that Because uh, The reason why I Choose to have such an active prayer life And read my Bible Is because I remember growing up Watching you pray And read your Mm -hmm. Bible daily Um, He says, "I I always enjoyed it When we did it together but then I always saw you go and do more uh, mm-hmm. and go and do this yourself. This is something that like in youth ministry, like I try to instill, I haven't done this. I used to say I used to, I like to do this every other month. Uh, I, uh, in on our Wednesday nights, I like to every other month have a night that's fully dedicated to prayer because mm-hmm. I want kids to experience prayer. I want people to experience different types of prayer. Um, whether it be group prayer, whether it be, um, meditation prayer, whether it be topical prayer, whether it be personal prayer, whether it's reflective prayer or futuristic prayer, or, uh, you know, you can label off a whole bunch of different styles that prayers, because I want kids to understand that there are, it's not just, you know, thanks God for the food and and bless it to our bodies or Lord, thank you for today. Forgive me of my sins, you know, before you fall asleep, (laughs) Right. Um and so like, you know, so I, I want them to experience, I want them to understand and know the power of prayer. Um you know, we haven't done that because I've been having like this really weird phenomenon of my teenagers teaching devotionals on Wednesday nights um and it's like it's crazy and it's still going on. Um uh, yeah. but, but probably the first thing we'll do after all that happens, uh which I think we only have like 3 weeks left, is is we will have another prayer night. Uh, to talk about and work on prayer. Um but there are some of these like when I think about Bible basics, you know, I have a list that comes in my head, Josh, what are some of the what are what are the some some of the basics that you kind of think about or that might pop into your head?
0: Um like for me, um Genesis 1 through 11.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, those those first 11 chapters of Genesis. Hmm. Um I think you can find every core tenet of the character of God, of the story, and, and really every core foundational belief of New Testament Christianity. Hmm. I think you can find those roots in Genesis 1 through 11. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the beginning of things, it's the, the origin of sin, the proliferation mm-hmm. of sin, um, the design that God has for, uh, for mankind, um, oh, yeah. man's dominion over creation. Um, the need for a savior Mm -hmm. you know that when man is left to his own devices um he will continue to go the wrong way um Mm -hmm. and so you think about you see god's grace you see his mercy you also see his desire for holiness and purity Mm -hmm. um you see the the early stages of the formation of israel Mm -hmm. and then you see the way that's perfected in the church Mm um and you know what? I, I think uh, tomorrow night we may begin a study in our adult Bible class on there Genesis it is. chapter one. There um, it is. And just kind of go back to those core things. Um, and Take you know, pa- you can pause real quick. I remember
1: you remember Doctor Giger? I do. Uh, from OC, I have one of the things that made me laugh so much. He says he said, "Well, I'm retired from preaching and teaching Bible class. I'm just teaching this one last class, and then I'll be done." Uh, he said, "Unfortunately, I started that class about five years ago." And we're all, and we just finished chapter one of Genesis. So I'm, I may be, I may be teaching this class longer than I thought. And it's like from like some, some church that asked him to like teach Bible class. And he's like, well, I'll teach one class for you. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, it's been five years and they've been in Genesis
0: chapter one. It's just so rich. It's Mm -hmm. so rich. And I, I think as, so as an adult, when I think of, you know, Genesis, I think of kids' stories. Hmm. Um, even when I think of creation, you know, the song kind of comes to mind. I think of, of, of pretty little things that, that are posted up on a wall. Um, and, and I think what we need to do is we need to go back and approach that with a, with a matured mind and say, okay, you know, what is deeper than the little children's stories that we tell? Yeah, uh, you know, Because there's a lot mm-hmm. that's kind of left out for a child's mind. What and, no? And if we just stay content to stay on that level, I think we miss some things. Um, I'm really
1: glad Sunday Cool didn't didn't put it out. We, uh, as an ambassador of Sunday Cool, we get to like help them with some of their videos, like give them some right. content or give them some feedback. But they they had a video at one time that it was like um, maybe they released it, but I think it was edited. But uh, they, they were releasing a video that was. Uh, children's Bible stories, but if they were told how they really are in the Bible. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, hey, some of this is like, like, I get it, but you're also putting out a weird, like, out of context kind of vibe as well. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, some of these like children Bible stories are, uh, are not, yeah. are not as, um, as not childy yeah, as like, kid friendly. Kind of think, yeah. <laughs> Like, I I never, like, Jonah is the one that always comes to my brain, right? And as an adult, like, I really wrestle with Jonah. I don't wrestle with he got swallowed by a fish slash whale, you know? I don't wrestle with that. Um, I don't wrestle that he walked away uh, from God. I wrestle with how stubborn Jonah's attitude was when the city repented. Mm -hmm. I, I struggle with, like, the what does that mean? And how does that mean for our lives that God does a miracle in front of us or God shows his grace and his mercy in front of us? And we are so stubborn that we, we, we can't see it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that, like, Jonah's a prophet of God. And then I get, you know, I wrestle with the fact that Jonah just ends.
0: Yeah, no resolution. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> right. like
1: when I think a movie's really good and I'm looking forward to the second one, But it doesn't do well in the box office, and I don't get that second one. And now I'm frustrated because I want to know what happens.
0: I'm not going to read the book. I wrestle with with the flood. Yeah. You know, because you think of Noah and the Ark, and, you know, what are the images that come to mind with Noah on the Ark? The children's nursery, the little giraffe with his head sticking up above, out of the top window, the elephant... On top, the sun is shining, the rainbows out, everything's nice and peaceful. Um, but you think about like how bad, mm. how bad mm-hmm. was God order violated, that His grace and mercy was not enough to remedy the issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there is a violation of the core order of creation, where God says, "Okay, Noah, come with me. We are starting new." Yeah. Um, and I think about Noah being on the ark and the door being closed and the waters beginning to come. And you think about all that transpires around there, the, the, Mm. the death, the destruction. Um, and you know, there's so much more, I think that God wants us to learn. And these are things that really are foundational to the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're foundational to a lot of the struggles that we're facing, um, against Christianity today? Like, why are some of these things so important to talk about? Because so much of the assault on the Christian faith right now, um, is assaulting the core order, um, of God's creation. Um, and, and these are conversations as Christians that we have to have. And if, and if we don't go back and really truly understand what are those foundational things that we build everything on. I mean, if we don't understand those, we can't even hope to have an intelligent conversation um, with people that think differently. Um, and, and, it's, and it's much more easy for us to say, well, if I can't really explain it that well, you're explaining your side really well, maybe I've got it a little bit wrong and I need to come and, and change my way of thinking. So I, I think that's why it's important for us to really understand these these basic tenets of who we are and and why we believe what we believe, because that's going to give us a, a greater understanding of who God is, of the life that he's called us to lead as Christians. I mean, it's going to give us a much greater confidence to go um, and share that with people that, that are seeking. I think there's a lot of people that are really, truly seeking the truth, mm-hmm. um, and they can either receive the truth or they can receive some um watered down sugar-coated version of the truth that's going to make it easier for them to to live the way they want to live and still think they're okay with god you know um so i mean back to the basics we need to start at the basics and then we need to continually go back yeah Um, and i think that's one of the places where i've misstepped is i think well i'm dealing with guys that have been christians for 20 30 40 years we're past the basic things which we are but we still need those points of reminder um, to keep those things firm in our minds
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting when i think of um, um bible basics um man i do i think about i think about those childhood stories like that but i i go back towards um uh this idea of of um, what's the word I'm looking for? About reading your Bible, uh, about mm-hmm. sp- having that prayer time. Um, uh, so those spiritual disciplines. I feel like there are, um, man, I feel like there's so many things that like we have lost as a community because of laziness in some sense. Um, I think about, um, for me, I love, I hate the term. I love, I have a love-hate relationship with the term cringe-worthy, right? Um, but I find it like cringy when your pulpit minister has to say, just take five minutes this week, you know, (laughs) to think about this. And I'm like, I'm like, how horrible am I as a Christian that we've gotten to the point where the preacher's begging me to spend five minutes thinking about the sermon? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? Like how, how in the world would you think it's like? It's like some of these construction projects, you know, that you see people do, and they're like, they're like so poorly put together, and they're like, no, it'll hold this, and then they put something on it, and it all falls apart. And you're like, why would you ever think that that would hold any weight? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, I look at my own faith or or other people how they've structured their lives around their faith, and I'm like. What are you talking about? Like you, like there's nothing. There's no structure there to hold anything up. Like you, you. We have not put any effort into uh, our faith. You know, we've not we've not set this foundation as a core principle in our life. So I think about I think about teaching people how to study and read their Bible and, and how to make that a part of their lives. Like, what if you were excited? each week to open and read your Bible as you were about the new game of Thrones episode that's coming out, you know, or the new, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon prime, uh, Lord of the Rings episode that's coming out, you know, that like you looked forward to it, you know? Um, and, and well, there's like, you there's mentioned, like these things you that we, we have to work I mean, on. Mm-hmm.
0: When I was in, there. um, I was a junior in high school. And we had a a project where we had to build a bridge out of spaghetti. And the challenge was to build a bridge with geometric shapes and structures and supports to see how much weight it can hold. And I'm going to tell you of all the bridges, I think mine was probably, um, aesthetically the most accurate bridge out there. I had built these little, you know, triangular structures that would be a support and distribute the weight. Um, it had the shape, it had the look, it was beautiful, um, but it didn't hold. It was just pretty. It didn't hold any weight. As soon as we put the the weight bar on there, any kind of weight, it just broke in half because it was made out of spaghetti. Um, and now the the one that held the most weight, someone took a package of spaghetti, just covered it with glue, and made this giant log, and then spanned it across the chairs, and it held the most weight, but. It also but it wasn't functional as a bridge right and i think our faith can be that way we can have something that's just big and bulky and we can be so staunchly um, rooted in this um, but our functionality is lost and on the flip side we can have something that looks pretty on the outside but as soon as it's stressed it just shatters into pieces right um you know and so these foundational fundamental things are the supports that put us in place that give us the faith that we're designed to have, but it has it has the, the, the beefy structure underneath it to withstand all these things that the world's going to put in our path. Um, are there some questions that you think of, like when you think of like basic fundamental tenets of Christianity? Like what are the questions that you're answering for for your kids?
1: What do you think? Can I show? I want to, before we jump into that, I want to show this video. This is risky, right? This is
0: risky since we haven't tried it.
1: We haven't tried it. It'll be fine. I can do it. But this was that video that I was talking about earlier. Let me know if you can hear this audio. No audio. No audio. I think, don't we have to like do this? I thought there was a,
0: Maybe not. I found something we need to practice at, how to share media. Right. I felt like we did this last season as well when I had a video to share, and it was that, but it had no video or had no audio.
1: <laughs> I got it. 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 No, we're good. We're good, we're good, we're good. You should Remember be Remember I tried it. to do the Bible studies? <laughs> no. I gave you all notebooks and I had outlines. Oh, it was, oh, it was painful. It was a colossal failure. I realized right then the best way to disciple was lifestyle. Modeling it by how I had a prayer life and spent a lot of time in prayer. Modeling it by our conversations around the dinner table and, and talking and, and sharing things that were on my heart that God would give me early in the morning. I think that's one of the quickest ways to set a spiritual atmosphere in your home is living it, not trying to talk it, no. not trying to beat everybody into doing it, but actually living it. The one of The most significant forms of discipleship for me growing up was yes. seeing that example. So I wanted to share that before we, um, we moved on from that point, because, um, I feel like <clears throat> even this, even if we talk about, uh, evangelism, uh, we talk about uh, reaching out to other people. We talk about like this very basic form of Christianity. John here uh, talks about like this idea that like, you know, modeling it uh, in our own life uh, in doing that. So um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, that passage, you know, hey, before you judge me, make sure you take the plank out of your own eye kind of a thing. And I feel like why are our churches not growing? Why are we having a hard time? Which is why I wanted to talk about like going back to Bible basics is, Maybe it's because we're not like actually being Christians. There was another TikTok, but I can't find it. I, I can't believe I didn't send you. But um, there's that motivational speaker, um, and he, um, he doesn't have arms and legs, and he's preaching this message to teenagers. Uh, and it is like he is like super cut to the bone, like just very raw in what he says, but he's like. Y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to actually start being, you call yourself Christians, but there's not an aspect of your life where you're actually living like a disciple of Christ. Um, And so like I think about this video. So when I think about getting back to like Bible basics, what was your question? Because I think this ties in, but I wanted
0: to make sure. Yeah, what are the questions you ask your kids, you know, to confront when it comes to the basic things?
1: The basic things like the, the number one thing I always think of, cause I have this conversation with teenagers probably like monthly, you know, they'll be like, I don't feel connected to God. Like, I don't know what it is at church camp. I felt so connected with God, but now I don't feel connected with God. And the two questions I always ask, when was the last time you read your Bible? And when was the last time that you prayed by yourself? was it with a prompt or something like that. Well, it's, it's been quite a while. Um, and so like, I think about like, so those are some of the questions that I think about is like, how do you develop the habit of putting God first? I feel like this is what it takes to put God first in our lives is to develop a habit where we are searching and seeking, uh, for him in those aspects. Right. So I, mm-hmm. that's, that's really what I think about when I think about Bible basics. I think, yeah, there's, there's basic Bible stories, that we need to go back through and read but man we just need to get in the habit of like actually reading our bibles daily and studying it and looking forward to it um like i wish that i read scripture as much as i watch tiktoks you know um what if like when i was even christian TikTok, right even <laughs> christian tiktok especially christian tiktok because like Like, Christian TikToks and these little shorts and these little videos, like, it's good. It's good for us to watch and to see that. Like, that's fine. But it's kind of like it goes back to, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes back. But it goes back to, like, this idea that, like, why we need to go to church, you know. In college, it was easy for me to make an excuse, like, why I didn't go to church some Sundays. Well, oh, well, I'm studying my Bible every week and I have all these Bible classes you know going to chapel um, every day going to chapel every day you know this is a trap that preachers and ministers can fall into we've talked about this on episodes where you know that like well i'm, I'm reading my bible uh and and studying it but it's for bible class that i'm going to teach or it's for this you know and it's like are you taking that time for personal mm-hmm. development in reading right. your bible and things like that so like Like how cool would it be that like, before I got on TikTok, this sounds even terrible when I like try to justify it now, you know, before I got onto TikTok (laughs) that I read like a chapter of the Bible, you know, anytime, anytime before I got on TikTok. So like, like I did that first, like, Oh, I got 15 minutes instead of sending that 15 minutes watching TikToks. I'm going to spend five of those minutes reading the Bible and then 10 of those minutes. That sounds terrible. But yeah. like we have to start we have to start somewhere and you have to uh, you have to start young. I tell all my teenagers this all the time. Like you have to start now. It's not you're not going to magically get
0: more time the older that you get. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to say this and then I'm going to tell you the questions that I've started with. Okay. Just of late. Um you know, Clubhouse was a thing for a while, at least for Apple users. I don't ever know when COVID hit <clears throat> Clubhouse became the thing because you could get into live rooms with mm. live people talking in person. None of it was recorded. None mm. of it was could have been like saved and moved past. You couldn't screen record or any of that stuff. It wasn't allowed. It wasn't even enabled. And so you could get into these rooms with like people all over the world talking about different things. And there was one room every night at 10 o'clock. Everybody get in the room. If you wanted to read, you'd raise your hand. And there would be like 12 people. And for mm. an hour, we would just read the Bible. And wherever we stopped, we picked up the next night. And sometimes you were reading. Sometimes you were listening. And you would hear, you know, voices from all over the, the, the globe reading the Bible together. Um, and then we'd say mm. a prayer at the end and, and go about our day or our night. And I was like, that was, like I miss that. Um, And I remember just, hey, man, when 10 o'clock hit, it didn't matter what happened. It was time to go into my clubhouse room and we were reading the Bible. Um, Mm. It's such a powerful experience just to hear it being read different. Everybody read from their own version, and you're just listening to the Word of God and then reading the Word of God. It was was Mm. a really cool time. And those moments reminded me um, of how enriching it can be to just sit and read the Word of God. Um, Mm -hmm. The questions I started asking... As we dive into before before you jump into that, man, I'm so bad
1: at this. The (laughs) most fulfilling Bible class that I ever taught in Kansas over seven and a half years while I was working with a youth group there was I realized that these kids that these teenagers needed there was a good chunk of these teenagers who needed to just read the Bible, and so I would prep, I would reread, I would I would pre-read. Uh, I would have commentary on every verse everything but I would let the spirit kind of move me uh in what in what I discussed with the class but we literally sat in a circle and we would read a, a chapter of Matthew uh, and we read the entire gospel that way so we had you know uh, a class for each chapter sometimes two chapters mm-hmm. um and we just read through the book of Matthew and some of those teenagers said that was the best class I ever had because we just read an entire book of the Bible together and it sounds so simple and so so and then it took a lot of work some of the kids were like does this take any work for you and I'm like well yeah I study up and I make sure I have commentary you know because we got to fill the whole 45 minutes of class but sometimes like there wasn't a whole lot of commentary by me because we were just reading and rereading through parts
0: um yeah yeah it was cool it is cool Um, I start with two questions. The first one is, who is Jesus? Um, You know, you read through the Gospels and over and over again, you hear people actually vocalize that exact phrase. Mm -hmm. Who is this man? Even the winds and the waves obey him. That's right. Who is this man? He teaches with the kind of authority that we've never seen before. Who Mm -hmm. is this man? And so we have to answer that question first. Who is Jesus? And once you answer that question, that's going to shape Everything else that you mm-hmm. read um, from scripture it's going to shape every other choice that you make. And the other question, I think I really, I think we need to start asking it earlier. Mm. Um, we have, I don't want to say we've forgotten the Holy Spirit, but I think we have forgotten how to use the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah, I agree. And, and we hear things, right? I mean, we hear songs, the same spirit that wrote Jesus from the grave lives in you. And we read that we, and we talk about the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. But but what does that mean? Um, if you haven't seen the the Bible Projects video on the Holy Spirit, it is. Oh,
1: man, you're missing out.
0: It is beautiful. If you haven't and watched any of their
1: videos, you're missing out. <laughs>
0: that com- completely changed like my understanding of the Holy Spirit however many years ago it was when I saw it. And when he talks about the Ruach of God, the breath of God, think about it. The breath of God, you take a breath, you can't live without it. You can't hold it in. You have to let it out. The breath has to come and go. It's that life giving, energizing force within you. Um, And you see the way the wind moves the trees. It's that energizing force that brings creation to life. Um, Understanding the spirit of God that dwells in us is that life-giving, energizing spirit that he's given to us um, mm-hmm. and learning uh, learning to listen. And, and I'm kind of liken it to, to a GPS signal that we have, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going on a long trip. Um, you put your GPS in there and then you start following directions. Well, you know what? If you miss a turn, it's going to reroute. You're still going to get to your destination. You're just going to get there a different way. Um, but initially, I think the spirit of God has given to us to to lead us on the best possible way to where we want to go. You're still going to into traffic. There's still going to be construction. There's still going to be hazards. There's still going to be things along the way. But the spirit of God wants to lead us in the best way. Right. And as long as we, as long as we're still striving in that same direction, that same destination, wherever we are, He's going to get us there. Mm-hmm. Um, but developing developing the wisdom and the discernment to To understand what God has given us in his life-giving, energizing spirit um, is one of those. It's a deep, fundamental, basic, um, but it's the first thing he gives us, right? You know, repent and be baptized Mm -hmm. for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, And I think that's one of the first things we really have to come to an understanding of. Is how does the spirit lead us and guide us on a daily basis to continue in those foundational ways right um and i think it's just so easy to miss this may have to turn into a two-parter aaron this is a good topic man
1: might have to be like this is like this is a good topic and it's hitting some strings for me and uh i want to definitely find that other TikTok uh and kind of share it uh, with everyone because i felt like it was such like yeah he was talking to teens but man it like hit me home. Like it was this idea of like. Is that a Vujicic, Christians.
0: whatever his name is, the European guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, his story yeah. is unbelievable.
1: And it's it is. It's so powerful. Uh, so I absolutely love it. But you know what? I also really, really love. What's that? I, well, that was going to be really cool, but um, <laughs> it didn't happen. I really love Galatians chapter six verse nine. You know what I mean. I, I really love this idea of not growing weary and doing good. Um, man, God has called us to live a life. God has called us to do good and to live good and to be good, um, but to do it in his name and do it because mm-hmm. of who he is and who he is in our lives. And so we want to challenge you to remember this. Remember to not grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. This life is messy. So allow God to use you to do something different. Do something good. Don't comment on somebody's Facebook. (laughs) Hold your tongue. Bite your words. Pray for them. Love them. You know, Uh, nobody was won through Christ through Facebook comments. As far as I know, nobody was like, you know (laughs) what? I'm coming to Jesus because this keyboard warrior has won me over. (laughs) That's <laughs> no, not how it works. That's not how it works. Not usually. Yeah. It works through exactly what we were talking about today, about modeling these basic Christian functions. What was mm-hmm. it, Gandhi, that said, I love your Jesus, but I don't like your Christians? Yes. Yeah. Because our Christians need to be more like Jesus. You need to be more like Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus. So don't grow weary and doing good. Keep allowing Christ to transform you. I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week. I'm behind the beards.
0: We're all growing a beard. A man's face should never be bare. We just want some facial hair. We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting
1: for me.